heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Uh, this is, I, I, you know what? I have a tradition that I do before every single podcast. I pull up my Anchor app on my phone and then I check to see what episode it is. Last week was Joel Miller III. I recorded episode number 120. Now today's a little different. I'm actually recording this via Zoom, but I'm doing it by myself because my late Ziaz did forgot the book of guests for this week. I'm looking on I'm looking on for one for later this week, but I'm here just to do some quick wrap-ups from week seven. You know, we do have the Monday Nighter game coming up later tonight. It is currently 6.03 right now, but I figured, you know what, between the night of hockey, there's some basketball on. There's also Monday Night Football. I want to get like my ducks in a row. I want to get everything in order, get it in place. So I'm doing this on – actually, I just realized now you can record through Zoom. Camera quality is not too, too bad. So here we are. Um all in all, the weekend was it was a, it was a, it was an okay weekend. I like listened to a podcast at work today and had like everyone like shitting on the weekend and being like, "Oh, the weekend was so bad. The weekend was like this, this, and this." I honestly didn't have a problem with the NFL this weekend. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, to be honest, though, I didn't watch too much of the one o'clock games. Just I saw high highlights and stuff. I didn't see too much of it because obviously, um, the New England Patriots won fifty-four to thirteen over the New York Jets, and you know what? There was a lot of damn good takeaways from that game. That was the best Patriots game I had seen since 45 nothing against the Chargers last year. It was just perfectly executed football. Um, I think this team's finally finding the rhythm. I feel like they're finally getting into a groove. I feel like, look, there's nowhere to go from up from here. If they, I, I can't see them going down because even to those arguments now, hey, are they a playoff team? What exactly are the New England Patriots? In my humble opinion, as I fix my microphone, um, I think this is a team, like I said, I have them making the playoffs going in there. I have them making it as a wild card. But right now, I, I still don't know. They're three and four right now. If we can get a win in Los Angeles Sunday afternoon and go to four and four, that would be huge. If we're three and five, that's not ideal because last year, let's see, we were three and five the same time because we, but that's that we only had, we remember we won and we lost in October. This year we've won two in October. So already double the amount better this October than last October. So you know what? Little baby steps. <gasps> Excuse me. As um, we keep moving forward here, but yesterday too, Max finally getting his stride. Uh, Damian Harris is looking great. Kendrick Bourne. Oh my God. One of my favorite offseason acquisitions. And then even to the line, there was some, there's been some hiccups, but you know what? They're finally getting the rhythm. Um, JJ Taylor finally got a touchdown yesterday. So salute to him. Uh, Hunter Henry's finding his, uh, they finally got both tight ends working. Like John who's going to be more in the blocking scheme. Hunter is going to be used for blocking and for catching. I feel like John who's going to get his due too, but he's just there to help. And also too, man, I just want Jacoby Myers to get his first touchdown. Just, just, can we get Jacoby a touchdown? Two straight weeks of getting Seward on touchdowns. One because of a callback and one because of a not like one, one was called back and then both were called back. No, what am I saying? Both were called back as a penalties. Um, but no, all in all yesterday, um, it was great from our end. Uh, I can't say too much about the Jets' end. The only thing I have to say is uh, I hope Zach Wilson gets better soon. You never want to – even though he's a rival, like, like the team, like I know people say, it's like, oh, there's no rivalry there. It's like it's a division rivalry. Like I still count it as something. But 
you don't want to see anyone get hurt. So he's out two to four weeks with a uh, sprained PCL. I was going to say if it was torn, he'd be done for the year, but he'll be back. They've got a couple tough games coming up. So I think for them, it's just feeling the groove and the rhythm. They got the Bengals next week. And you know what? Let's, let's, let's hop into that. Let's hop into the Cincinnati Bengals. Holy shit. Um, in going into the week. So I'm going to spread pool right now. And I'm going to open up my phone. For those of you watching, I'm going to open up my phone to the CBS Sports app. I'm going to go to my football pick them lobby. So this is a spread pool that I'm a part of. You see, my dumbass picked the I also picked the Panthers to cover, but I learned my mistake that way. I also picked the Titans to cover, which we'll get into in a minute. But I picked the Ravens to cover. I also had the Jets to cover yesterday because I was afraid this was a trap game for the Jets. I remember they haven't won in Foxborough in 10 years. But um, with the Ravens one, I'll explain myself. Going into it, I'm like, you know what? I was confident in the Ravens that like to cover. I was going to say, I said, either a close game or an ass whipping. It was an ass whipping, but it was the wrong team. I thought the Ravens would have been the team to whoop ass because considering what they've been doing. But I heard this from a few different podcasts today, and I kind of agree with it, that I feel like the Ravens, you know, this was like their comeback to earth game. Like, you know, they had the emotional wins over the Colts. They had the big win over the Chargers. Even to the Chiefs game, they had the emotional win. So the, for, this is the thing, though, too. Ravens going into the bye week, as my Apple Watch keeps going off, um, just keep propelling forward, but this time too, they take a back seat to five and two. I feel like, look, it's kind of a humbling experience at this point where you're like, you know what? You go into your bye week, you got to get stuff solved out. I blanking on who they have after the bye, but I know they have the Dolphins and I know they have two against the Cleveland Browns and they still have to play. I think they still have to play Pitt. Do they have to play Pittsburgh still? Yeah, they have to play. I think they still have Pittsburgh twice. One of them is a 425 start. I know that. I was looking at the schedule. Um, but no, and also, too, this is a game, really, the Bengals are on the map. I know, like, I, I call them the Bungles and everything like that and just be like, oh, well, here come the Bungles. Like, they're the butt joke of the NFL, small market, Skyline Chili is what it is. Um, I remember earlier this year with Sports Dude High Show when he, he and I would talk, um, it would be one of those things where I remember he was kind of saying, like, put respect on the team's name. And I think everyone kind of took it like, oh, okay. Like, I even said, I was like, I thought the Bengals maybe another year or two away. And here they are at five and two. And they could have been six and one if they handled uh, Cincy. And I said, the, the fuck, excuse me. If they handled the Green Bay Packers, they'd be a five and two football team. So, so food for thought, food for thought there. Um, yeah, but no, I think the Ravens are fine. I think the Browns are okay. Um, before I go to Tennessee, I'm going to say these two things because the Browns Thursday night. Thank you for winning fantasy, Dearness Johnson. Best waiver wire pickup I've had in a while in one of my leagues. But um, the Denver Broncos are a fraud football team. People going into this year, oh, they're a playoff contender. They're this, they're that. People are the LA Chargers ranked below them. I saw a kid on TikTok do that. I've called him out twice where he does not respond because why? He, he won't take back his Denver tape, but he'll take back his L.A. tape, which I find fucking hysterical because it's like, hey, look, the uh, Chargers are going to be bad. And I was just like, no, I had the Chargers making the playoffs, too, which I think the Sunday's game is going to be very tough. I feel like the Patriots can win, but it's gonna, it's not going to be an easy game of football. Well, I'll talk more about that on Thursday, though. For now, this is a Week 7 recap. So with the Broncos, though, I said this, too. I've said this on, on this platform, on this very podcast. This is episode number 122 of YWC Football Talk. This is a quick re- week. Quick week seven recap. So I'm here to w- recap it, get it uploaded so you people can listen. The Denver Broncos, I said they had five games in the month of October. Obviously, the Thursday nighter, they have five. Actually, wait, no, they, everyone has five in October, except for, the, for those of uh, teams who don't have their buys until November. Because, they look, they were 3-0. They had to be in the Jets, the Giants, and the Denver Broncos, and then and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But after that, it was the Ravens, Steelers, the Raiders, Browns and the football team. I said they had to go three and two to make me believe they're 0 and four. So even if they can get a victory over the football team, which I think they can, 
If they do, that's another, that's another question for another day. But if they can get a victory over, over the football team, and they're because right now they're three and four. If they're four and four, that's bad. If they lose this game and go to three and five, like that, that's your that's your season hanging in the balance. Because they still have to play the Dallas Cowboys, they still have to play the Raiders, you still have to play the Chiefs twice, you still got the Chargers to play twice. So the, if you're a Broncos fan, it's it's tough sledding. Like, this is a team where I even said it too. Fifth Van Joe's on the hot seat. That seat's getting spicy warm because it's like the opposite. Zach Taylor's seat cooled significantly. I don't think you – the only way you can fire Zach Taylor is if they go like three and six down the stretch where they're five and two right now. So they played seven games. They got ten games to go. Say if they go three and seven down the stretch, then I can see a firing happening, you know, if they finish eight and nine. They win over nine games. He keeps his job. I even thought six or seven would have been enough to keep his job. He's literally two wins away, I think, from having a future here. Because people are taking two, like, oh, Joe Brady, this, Joe Brady, that. Now, I think he, Zach Taylor is going to stay at Cincy. Um, and, uh, yeah, but back to the Broncos. Like the, the Broncos are not a good football team. They're going to be in the quarterback market in 2022. Drew Locke is not the guy. Teddy Bridgewater, definitely not the guy. Um, because they should have won that game. If you're the Denver Broncos, you should have won that football game. Instead, you let Dearness Johnson and Case Keenum do their thing and game manage. Case Keenum, excellent game manager on Thursday. All the props, shout out to Andy McNamara from Roger Sportsnet. We'll be coming back on here in a couple weeks. I got to start talking to him about that because, you know, for Browns week, he'll be here like Joe Miller will be here for Bills week. And also, too, just a reminder, guys, next Monday night, Big Rat and I are back with special guest Danny for Danny Dimes primetime episode two when the Giants go to Kansas City take on the Chiefs that's when it's gonna be a lot of fun believe me I can't wait too <sighs> and then my other fraudulent team is obviously the Carolina Panthers I picked them against the spread because I thought you know what hey they're gonna win they're gonna get back on track not the case like even with them, them two is different that they're different because look they actually beat the Saints I know they beat the Texans and the Jets but they beat the Saints and then they hung in tight with the Cowboys I think they lost 36 to 25 so I'm like okay look you do those two things you look okay. You're not in a bad spot. To go out there and only put up three points against the New York Giants is embarrassing and inexcusable. Um, they're not ready yet. I said maybe Dark Horse. I even, I, there were like my overreaction to where it was like, you know what? Hey, this could be a playoff team. They're not a playoff team. They have a tough schedule coming up too. Um, because no, that, that's the Colts. The Colts are just getting at the end of their tough schedule, which we'll talk about that too. But I got to look at the Carolina Panthers because I believe, yeah, they like they have Atlanta on Sunday, which got a good win yesterday. But they got the Patriots, the Cardinals, the football team, the Dolphins, which the, the first two games are going to be challenging, but the last two you can win. And they have their bye. And then the Falcons, the Bills, they have the the last four games are the Bills, the Bucks, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. If you're in a situation where you got to win out, you're not making the playoffs of that schedule. I'm sorry. You're not. And then for the Giants, you know what? It was a good win to have. They needed to get the win. They're at two and five right now. I know it hasn't been the best season in New York. I know, like, hey, look, this podcast, we've made fun of them. Um, I got a roast on Twitter for it for my few thing a few weeks ago when I was saying hammer the Saints at seven and a half to win. I'm doing the opposite. I am saying this week, take the Giants to cover plus 10. Are you kidding me? Plus 10. A year ago to this day, Giants played the box in the same situation, Monday Night Football. Buccaneers were 11 half-point favorite. I was like, take the Giants. I just had a feeling. Because this is the thing I do with gambling. Whenever I have a bet I like, I take it. Or if I have a good feeling it's going to happen, I take it. Sometimes I have those feelings. I don't take it. And it ends up happening. Like yesterday, 
for those of you who watch my TED Talks, they go on Instagram as well, at Mr. Griffin, Mr. Griff B on Instagram and Griff Sports Talk. All links are in the bio. Um, I post weekly NFL betting. Yesterday, my two were Green Bay Packers money line, Vegas to cover two and a half points. Those two were easy. But then on my player props went bad. I had DeAndre Hopkins and Hunter Henry both to go over their reception targets of 39 and a half yards and 74 and a half yards. Both went under. I thought for D-Hop, he was going to have a cuckoo revenge game. Kind of the opposite happened. So, you know what? That's, that's what happened there. But no, for this coming week, I really like this Jet Giants plus 10 bet. I really like it. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I like it. I just think the Giants are going to be a frisky football team against the Kansas City Chiefs, which looking at that, whoo! I'm not saying Tom Brady's a dynasty killer, but Tom Brady might be a bit of a dynasty killer. I said this before. You can't go calling and labeling teams dynasties after winning a chip. I think everyone, including the people within the Kansas City Chiefs organization now, are starting to realize, look, winning Lombardi's is not as easy as it thinks. What Tom did and what Tom is still doing is not going to happen every year. For those of you on camera, I got to see me pick a hair. No, I'm not even going to get it. For those of you on camera, uh, camera, I apologize. But, you know, what Tom's doing is not going to happen every year. Uh, Tom, remember this. Tom never took a big bag until he went to Tampa. They never took a big bag with the Patriots. Patrick Mahomes' contract kicks in next year, which there's going to be a lot of serious questions. And also, here's the other thing, too. I think now they're realizing this in Kansas City. They need a wide receiver, too. It's like Green Bay. You have Hill. You have Kelsey. Look. Two of the best players in the position in their uh, perspective. Two of the best players in their respective positions in the league. That was a tongue twister for some reason. But besides that, so you have those two. But you also have no one else around them. You have McCall Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Pringle. And then the offensive line, too. You had Orlando Brown at right tackle in Baltimore. It was a stud. He wanted to go to left tackle because he wanted to get his bag. It's not working out. Chiefs, too, after this, they have the – here's the Chiefs' schedule. So they have the Giants, which they can win if they go to 4-4. Four and four. But then you have the Packers, the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, and the Cowboys. All three of those games are going to be in prime spotlights. Why? Because the Packers game and the Cowboys game are 4.25 p.m. starts. Those are the games America's going to have their eyes on. They're going to have their eyes on Patrick Mahomes. In those games. So I'm saying this right now. Don't be shocked if the Chiefs end up at like five and six. If they get upset by the Giants and go to three to five, you fucking ring the alarm bell in Kansas City. You ring the panic button. Because if they go to three and five, they basically have to win out to get, not to get into the playoffs, but hell, to even win their division. But then at the same time, too, the Raiders are five and two. They're Rich Rich Pasecki. Oh my God, he's got those guys playing. He's out in the foxhole kind of guy where he understands it too. And he's run, he's a special teams coordinator. Some of the most, one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. I was talking about this last week with John Harbaugh was a special teams coach before he got hired. He was under Andy Reid's staff. Now he's in uh, Philly. Not, now he's in Baltimore. Excuse me. He was in Philadelphia. Now he's in Baltimore and it goes full circle. Now because Philadelphia obviously lost. There's a lot of problems there. I could get into it, but I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. <gasps> excuse me. But my main thing with the um, Kansas City, not the Kansas City Chiefs, like, like I said, with Kansas City, it's just, it's weird. I don't know what to say. And it's, there's, there's a lot of problems there. Like, for all we know, they could bounce back and win. But with their schedule in November, they have to win two or three, in my opinion. Even if you win against the Giants, you have to beat two of the Packers, the Raiders, in Vegas on Sunday Night Football, and the Cowboys. 
which remember last year in Vegas, Kansas City nearly lost to Vegas if it weren't for Paul Gunther's stupid idiocy in calling a rush four blitz against Patrick Mahomes, which if you do that, he's going to make you pay, and he made the Raiders pay in that situation. So I'm just saying that right now. It's not all sunshine and rainbows as we're getting to learn in the NFL. Winning in the NFL is one of the hardest things to do consistently. My only other big takeaways from yesterday are, look, I'm going to give my kudos and props to the Detroit Lions because they are going to put up a hell of a fight. I want to see them win a game. Um, I'm also going to call it right now. I think there's a chance they win the Sunday. I think there is. I could be wrong. I was dead wrong about my Bears prediction when I came on here and I said the Bears are going to cover and potentially win the game. I was dead wrong. But with this one, look, the Lions are hungry. They want to win. They're going to attack you. Dan Campbell proves to him he does not give a fuck, and he will do whatever it takes to win, even though they haven't won yet. But I have to give him my props. And then also, I'm going to say this right now, Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers is coming Thursday night. It's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, Cardinal Packers, unfortunately, suffered Joe Barry and Devontae Adams both to the COVID list. They've been, uh, COVID's kind of gone to their locker room like Matt Nagy, too. Um, I'll give you my pick at the end of this. But for that game, I'm just more concerned about how the Packers are going to do without Devontae Adams. So if you're scrapping right now to get someone on your roster for the Packers, I'd say pick up uh, Alan Lazard or MVS. Those are my two players to go for if you need someone for fantasy football. Um, but the Cameron's Cardinals issue too. Survival pick, lock of the week, 16 and a half points. Easy money, baby. I was not, I thought nothing. I wasn't sweating it. I'm like, they got this. They got this. What do they do? That was scored 31 and nothing from there on out. I did not have any, I didn't have any worry with the Cardinals at all yesterday. No, sorry, Bob. Um, I can't really think of any other games. I'm just going to open up my score app for those of you looking right now on my uh, exquisite iPhone. Um, yeah, like oh, Atlanta, Miami, like it was a game. It happened. It was cool to see Atlanta get a win. Miami's a dumpster fire right now. Uh, like say that too, Washington, Green Bay. The uh, and yeah, I pretty much covered all the bases. Oh yeah, 49ers, Colts. Shout out to Michael Pittman Jr. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. YWC football talk, Stan wide receiver. Had a game. He's coming. When Michael Pittman Jr. is a good player in this league, I'm gonna be here along with Big Rat, along with Matt Beast, along with Danny saying, We told you so. That's gonna be the three of us. Oh, and also my other notes on the Titans tour. The Titans defense has proven me wrong this year. They are a really good team. And AJ Brown finally decided to wake up and perform. I know he's been dealing with a stomach issue, but you know what? He looked really good yesterday. Uh, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. And that Colts-Titans game this week, must win for the Indianapolis Colts. Must win for the Colts. Um, the only other complaint I have, too, with yesterday's San Francisco, I feel like they have to be fully healthy 100% to get going. Otherwise, it's, it's just rock bottom for them. And then tonight... There's no one saying who that saying they're going to beat them Saints because no one's saying that. Saints are going to win this game. Saints, money line, minus four and a half. I'm a little cautious on the spread for this one. I feel like they'll cover, but at the same time, too, you never know. I could see it being a four-point win. But if you want to do the safe route, take Saints money line. That's all I got to say. And also, too, a bet I like as well, Ava Camara to get a touchdown because it is a gross, rainy day in Seattle. And also, too, for Thursday night, guys, I'm rolling with the Red Sea. I'm rising up Red Sea for Thursday night when the uh, Cardinals play the Packers. And anyway, guys, that's going to do it. Episode number – I got to look it up again. Why? Because my memory is so bad. Even though the time is 8, 6, 22 p.m. at night. This has been episode 122 of YWC Football Talk. 
as a blast, it's always a great chance to get talked football with you, even if it's just me. But you know what? As long as people tune in and listen, I'm all for it. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to this very quick week seven wrap up. If you're a Saints fan, go Saints. If you're a Seahawks fan, I feel sorry for you. Have a good night, everyone. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.